My guest today is a motivational speaker, a life coach, and an author. Her book, called Finding Peace Amid the Chaos, details her 15-year struggle with depression and the horrifying experience of losing her sister, Nicole Brown Simpson. Tanya Brown is a motivational presence who advocates against suicide and domestic violence. Ready. Sophia Silva is a positive psychology coach who shares with her audiences the knowledge of leading figures to provide a roadmap for people who are interested in leading a life worth living. This is What the Flow with Sophia Silva. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Exciting. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. So your book, Finding Peace Amid the Chaos. Mm -hmm. Still Boy. trying to find it. <laughs> How were you able to find peace amid the chaos? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know what? The, the book was inspired um, about two years ago, and I was going through graduate school. I was caregiving for my dad, who died last year from Alzheimer's. My mom was going to radiation and chemo treatments, and I'm writing a book. Wow. And everybody has a choice to either make their experience, their identity, or they can identify with it. Mm -hmm. So I identify with what happened to my family. Mm -hmm. I totally identify, but it's not my identity. I don't it's own not. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't own it. And so now it's the 20 year anniversary of OJ's acquittal and people, you know, I've done some interviews, but, but people are just like emailing me and they're text messaging me. Can you believe these tapes? Can you, did you know about these yeah. hidden tapes? I'm like, no, yeah. I didn't know. I don't pay attention to it. I appreciate people's support, absolutely, and the prayers. I mean, that has mm -hmm. gone a long way. Mm -hmm. But I just don't live in that. And people try to fish for it. Yeah. I'm just like, I have nothing really to say. I can talk about the memory of OJ and Nicole and the life that we all had together, mm -hmm. but I, it's, it's not productive. So how was the situation of, of writing this book for you, Finding Peace Amid the Chaos? Where Was the actual experience of writing the book a way for you to find that peace? That no, no, you know what, because let, let me back up how I, how I originally found the peace after the chaos. Um, now, I, now I just find it amid it. Um, well, f actually, it'll be 11 years this October 9th. I was admitted, actually, I was admitted into a psych unit October 10th of 2004. And this was for your depression, right? This was for my depression, but the trigger was the cancellation of my wedding. I was to be married four days before, and I went into, he didn't even have the audacity to really confirm it. The facility confirmed it. Wow. I was still trying to work things out, right? Yeah. So I went into hyperventilation. My body was totally constricting. I was turning blue. My mom slapped me a couple of times, like, what's happening to my kid? Um, and everybody thought that it was because of a fallen relationship. And it wasn't. It was a trigger that I needed so I could feel all my pain. I, I went on Klonopin after the uh, after the cancellation of the wedding, so I wasn't taking them as prescribed, and I love my red wine. <laughs> I don't I don't condone that <laughs> at yeah. all. But that's that was the only way how I, I the only way that I could feel better. That was my my coping skill at the time. Yeah. And um, on October 9th, I basically lashed out at everybody in my family. I blamed my mom and dad for Nicole's murder. I called Denise horrific names. I mean, the first chapter of my book is called And the Oscar Goes Too, because it was so dramatic. And I proceed, I left the living room where we were all at, and I went to go to my bedroom, and Denise stopped me halfway. So she said, you need coping skills. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? like, what are those? Right. Right? They weren't even in your what, conscious, I'm like, right? what are the, my coping skills, my language, yeah. my language. 
<clears throat> and we're not taught this stuff in school. No. So that's why my mission also is to educate all the kids because nobody needs to go through what I went through. Yeah. So everything's preventative. So I just said, whatever. I go, where do I get it? And she goes, I don't know, go find some. You know, it, it went on. It was a diatribe for a while. <laughs> and uh, then we went, then I went into my bedroom. I saw the bottle of Klonopin on my left side of my cabinet. I grabbed it, opened it, poured the whole bottle in my hand and basically just said, I'm done. I'm tired. You know, it's people who get to the point of that contemplation or mm -hmm. that attempt, um, we don't want to die. It's just our, it's like we've exhausted every avenue of help for help. Yeah. And it's not, um, it's not a selfish act. Even though I know I'm contradicting myself, it's not a selfish act in the sense that there's nobody around you, but yet there's everybody around you. So you're not thinking about anybody else, but all you're thinking about is yourself. So it's not a selfish act in the moment to you, but mm -mm. from an outsider's it's point of view, very it is selfish. a selfish act. So I want people to understand that if you have a loved one who has attempted a suicide, completed a suicide, um, one, it's not your fault. No. That's important. Yeah. Do not take the blame on that. And also, they don't want to die. That's how I know there's moments in life that come our way where we say, I'm here for a greater good. And that right. was my moment. Because I moment. should not be here. And if I, I, if I was here, I don't know if I'd be this person. So was that kind of after that blur passed, was that the moment that you realized, I need help? Yeah. And so was it first I need help and working through all that or was that and then clarity came about what your purpose was that you had a greater yeah. purpose? Yeah, it was. How did that develop? It was after I got thrown into a psych unit <laughs> the very next day and my sister said, are you ready? And I said, yep, where are we going? And yeah. I said it with a smile because I knew I needed help for some reason. That's how yeah. I know I'm here for a purpose. Yeah, I knew that I, I'm here for something. And um, I went in and I was there for 10 days. I was not a victim and I not I wasn't even a patient. I was a student a lot of life. I went to every single group therapy class. I went to every life skills class, everything. Mm -hmm. I journaled like crazy. Yeah. I reflected. I sat in silence. Day number four, I let me picture, let me set the picture for you. I've got a beautiful ocean view sitting in the on the second floor of the South Coast psych ward, mm -hmm. right? Overlooking Laguna Beach. Beautiful crystal blue, blue day couldn't see the beauty in any of it. Right. And I yeah. grew up there. Yeah. I was so angry, but yet I was so sick of being sick and sick yeah. and tired of being sick and tired. And I was sick and tired of being codependent, mm -hmm. waiting for other people to help me, people to rescue me. I was, I'm tired of people enabling me. And I just sat on the edge of that bed and I looked out and I said, God, help me see the beauty in this. I know it's here, but I need a sign. And mm. I know I need a sign. I need a sign that I know I need to be here. Yeah. Because I don't want to be here. I was very angry and yeah. I was talking out loud. And I recommend that you ask, you ask with intention exactly what you want. And you know what? In the silence, truth comes, answer come, answers come. Mm -hmm. It's when we're busy, answers don't come. Right. Because we're shutting everything out. Exactly. This program is brought to you by Anaheim Stoneworks, the company that has taken all the obstacles out of your way. From start to finish, Anaheim Stoneworks takes care of each and every step to give your home the unique look that you've been dreaming of. Anaheim Stoneworks. Quality from start to finish.
Master Tati LA Training Center offers authentic Muay Thai training with locations in Bangkok, Pomona, and Anaheim. For more information, visit MasterTottiLA.com. So immediately, nothing. I, how's anything wrong? How's anything going to be wrong? No if room. you just keep moving, moving around along. You exactly. Know? There's no room for answers to come yeah. because you're you're neglecting to slow down to listen to yeah. it. I knew, and I want to tell your listeners and your viewers that if you are in that state of chaos mm -hmm. and you haven't quite past the, the threshold, mm -hmm. reach out and get help. Yeah. Do not be ashamed. So my uh, my my whole. Um, when I wrote this book, because people always said that, wow, it must have been really cathartic. Yeah. And I'm and I smile like yeah. just like this. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I did all of that ten years ago in the psych unit. I wrote this book for everybody else. I wrote this book. That's interesting because I was kind mm -hmm. of coming at it. I was thinking maybe the same thing. Yeah. I wanted to give people hope. Yeah. And healing and answers and just a sense of being as vulnerable and as candid as I possibly can mm -hmm. so people can relate. Have you noticed that by opening up and being candid with people that it's actually helped in your healing and, and Yes. And it's like you've reached like another level of your existence yeah. almost. Yeah, in that sense it's very cathartic. And yeah. and I'm all about being authentic. You know, yeah. if I sit on a life experience, a story, um, a thought, or whatever. If, mm -hmm. if I sit on my stuff, then I'm doing somebody a disservice because mm -hmm. I know that <laughs> we all go through stuff. And, you know, if, if what I went through can help somebody, I'm right. going to share that. Right. You know, there's a five-letter word that will kill everybody. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out the door yeah. because it will it will kill you. That that five letter world word yeah. will kill you on so many different levels. Yeah. Well, also I think stigma because we're so afraid to talk about things that many of us experience. Yeah. But we just can't talk about it because we think people are gonna think we're crazy. Let and, them think and it. We all and <laughs> right. But haven't you found at least for me when <laughs> I share things that I'm thinking in my head, people are like, "Thank you for sharing that. You're right? not crazy." And yeah. Like, Go figure. <laughs> right? Right? Because we're it's, all going through it. Right. But no one wants to talk and about nobody it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. So if you don't want to talk about it, then you need to tell me. So when I meet somebody who needs to hear what you went through, then I can share your story. Yeah. You know, because it's, we're all in this life together. And I think the more you live life behind the mask, mm -hmm. behind the facade, that is going to just, it's going to take you down. And eventually it will make you, it, it'll just metastasize and it'll yeah. make you a very, very bitter person. I agree. Yeah. And you can't, you can never self-actualize, I feel yeah. like. And you can never enter the flow state. <laughs> right? just, With the flow. Yeah, because <laughs> and, I mean, in order to enter into a flow state, we need to kind of let go of the ego and be one with whatever we're doing. Exactly. So don't get to the point where I ended up. Yeah. You know, it's thank God that there's services like that. Thank God there's, you know, places like NAMI, the National Alliance yeah. on Mental Illness. I mean, it's like, thank God there's resources and services, even though our healthcare system is really, it's, it's really sad and it's, it yeah. puts a lot of people, um, keeps them behind the closed doors, which is sad, instead yeah. of reaching out. But it's good to know that there are services out there. It's um, But then I wanted to take it to the next level. So it's more like we got to talking, you and I, before, before um, the show started, where as I was going through the program, I remember I was sitting in the, in the inpatient program doing my therapy. And I said to my therapist, I said, what is this? Like, what kind of therapy is this? Because this yeah. is working. And it was cognitive behavioral mm -hmm, therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was working with me and yeah. working for me. So when I share the story in my book and when I speak and when I coach people, yeah. I'm just, I've done the work. 
You have to, yeah. right? There's no way that you could be okay with yourself or helping other people mm -hmm. if you didn't put in that work. Yep, I did the work yeah. and I didn't put it under the bed and have it sink yeah. in. I mean, I yeah. really, I had to face my demons, yeah. all the darkness, all the, the hate, the anger, the just, I mean, depression, anxiety, suicide, I had that down. Mm -hmm. But the anger was just so unfamiliar to me. I'm just like, I'm not an angry person. So what was the anger from with you? With me, um, envy, jealousy. Um, I wanted to, in comparing myself to my sisters, mm. I wanted to, um, I wanted to go out there and educate the people, the community on domestic violence. I wanted to be that person. So I had a lot of jealousy and anger towards my sister Denise, even though I couldn't, I couldn't see, I saw the good that she was doing because she was channeling her pain in a total positive direction. Yeah. And because of her laws, for women's rights have changed because mm -hmm. of her and her name and Nicole's and Nicole's um, murder, but I um I it was ugly. It was just jealousy and hate and ugh. It was it was gross. And she asked me when I asked her to read the book, she asked me, okay, I, I saw her number come in on my cell phone and I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> she's she's intimidating, right? She's my older sister, but she's intimidating. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, should I get this or should I ignore it? Oh, and uh, and I answered it, and it was a beautiful, um, just a beautiful testimony of, of my book. It was really, she loved it, but she Good. had one question. Yeah. Why did you hate me so much? Mm. And my response was, I didn't hate you. I just hated the situation we were in. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it can't be easy for anybody. There's no manual for there's it. There's no, no, there's yeah. not. I did an interview earlier today and the, and he, you know, it was, um, it was a kind of a, it was KNX radio and he was like, so wait a second. He said, so if you saw Simpson like in the same room, you're telling me you wouldn't react, you wouldn't be angry. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And I said, well, I, I go, I couldn't imagine holding on 20 years of pain. I would right. have lost 20 years of my life. Right. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that part of your healing? Yeah. I mean, letting go. It's that whole serenity prayer. People hold on to stuff that they have no control over. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying this stuff comes overnight. I mean, no, it doesn't. You've it, done years of work, right? Years I mean, how long of did work. it take you to realize that? Oh my gosh. You know what? I was in the psych unit for a total of three months and I did hard work probably three to five years after that. Yeah. Yeah. As I was going through school. So my school really was big wow. on self-reflection. Okay. Which was great. So that might have helped. So yeah. I did even more journaling. Yeah. But we don't get to the point of pure joy mm -hmm. and happiness yeah. and contentment and peace until we really take personal inventory. Yeah. Stop running away from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you've gone through a lot of difficult things in your life. Yeah. So yeah. it's natural to have those feelings. <laughs> and you know, I want to really, I want to make it clear that um, it wasn't just Nicole's murder or the cancellation of my wedding. I've experienced a lot of loss in my life. That's so much for a person to handle. It was so much. And you know, when you come from World War II parents, pick up your, you know, pick yourself up, paint the house, right. get a job at Starbucks, keep busy, you know, and it's just different. They're hardened. Yeah. And yeah. they have coping skills. Yeah. Cuz they had to survive. Yeah. With us we're not we weren't we weren't as you know our generation here we weren't forced to. Right. And they were forced to. Right. So total different skill set. Yeah, and I'm sure they they probably didn't know like go to a therapist no. or go to some sort of treatment center, not right? At all. That probably didn't even cross but their, here, their mind. No, not at all. In fact, they were like probably so shut off to it that yeah. they yeah, cuz it's they don't go to therapy. So I really want to encourage everybody who's listening to this and watching it is face your stuff. Face your stuff as it shows up in your life 
because when we don't, if we don't walk through the tornado of pain, mm -hmm. darkness, yeah. I mean the ugly stuff, you gotta walk through that stuff because if you don't, nobody's immune to a suicide, addiction, violence, um, you know, self-destructive behavior on, on a variety of levels. So it's um, like what I said, you don't need to go through this alone. So it's all about encouraging people and lifting them up and letting them Absolutely. know, letting them know that they're not alone. Life's hard, reach out and yeah. get help. Let's, let's start like getting real. And these problems can be solved. There's people yes. that can help us. There is a solution. There is a light of the But you gotta the do the work. Yes. That's the hardest part about this, about this work. It's the hardest part. You can't make anybody get help. I agree 100%, yeah. which makes it so difficult for everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. So you just, you, you do, if you're, if you're watching this and you're going through whatever it is, it yes. doesn't need to be addiction. It could be a divorce. It could be a job change. It could be anything, whatever it is. Allow people to help you. Yes. Because you're loved. Exactly. You Everybody's are loved. loved. There's someone out there that loves you and that wants to help you exactly. and will help you through it. Exactly. You just have to go with it. You have to see it and you have to be ready. Yeah. And if you live in the state of denial, maybe you're not ready yet, but keep trying. Mm -hmm. Right? Just I keep, like that. Yeah, yeah. Just keep trying. Keep yeah. trying until you are ready 100%. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's going to take, it's going to get you closer every yeah. single time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I think we can learn a lot from you. And Thanks. you're like, seriously, you like radiate light <laughs> sitting here. Like really, you're just a very positive person. I'm in a good place. Yeah, because good. I've, I can see that. I've released a lot. I've good. released ex-boyfriends. I've released <laughs> my dad's at peace. Yeah. And yeah. I was caregiving for seven years. That's not easy. It was hard. Yeah. And I love my dad, but yeah. it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom's healthy. Yeah. I'm in a really good place. But it's um, when you have chaos, in your life, you can find peace amid it, absolutely. Mm. Um, but there's more peace when things get cleared off your plate. Mm -hmm. So one more thing I wanna leave your yes. viewers with, yes. if I may. Um, there's, a, I believe in personal inventory, and I used that earlier. I want you to write, draw a line straight down a piece of paper. On mm. one side, I want you to write, what am I willing to accept or tolerate in a person? Mm -hmm. And what am I not willing to tolerate? Just take an inventory, sit down in a quiet place, and go, what am I looking for? in my life, mm -hmm. what type of people, what type of job, okay. right? And what don't I, what am I not willing to accept in a person, a job, or, a, mm -hmm. or an experience, right? But we need to sit and write that stuff down because until I did, that stuff would have stayed on my plate. And Yeah, I, I think getting it out, visualizing yeah. it, actually seeing something physical helps. Exactly, yeah, you're exactly. Absolutely right. So that's just sit still, do the work, yeah. you're not alone. Well, thank you for sharing yeah, your story. And I'm glad you're here to tell your story. Yes, me too. <laughs> and thank you for doing the work because I think that's a very powerful story to tell. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Hi, guys. If you like the show, please subscribe to my channel, Sophia Silva, and follow me on Instagram or hit like on my Facebook page. And thank you for watching.